We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The FedEx Cup playoffs begin this week with the Saint FedEx St. Jude Classic. We'll talk about that and possible more defections to the Live Tour. All that on the Rotowire Fantasy and Gaming Rotowire and SI and Morning Read Gaming Golf Podcast. everybody welcome to gaming golf the fedex cup playoffs edition playoffs all right there we go i got that edition that that token one in there right away get it out of the system all right guys um big news uh first of all tom kim continues his reign of terror he is the most awesome golfer and human being ever uh quads the first hole and wins by five i mean you can't draw that up i mean that's crazy i i'll admit that i sent uh, jeff erickson a text at like eight o'clock on Thursday morning, be like, Oh, so much for our Tom Kim bets. That looks like that's, uh, that's fully gone. And uh, I've never seen a guy make a quad on the first hole and win. That's pretty amazing. Did that get you out of uh, not, not to just put a negative spin, but did that gets you out of negative out of last place in our season league. I've climbed all the way to 13th now, guys. You're up. Hey, Fear me. You don't finish last. I, it just, yeah. you know, there's a, I don't want to be relegated. That's, that's it was a powerful motivation. And, you know, I, I, I convinced Tom to stick around for the FedEx cup playoffs too. So um, yeah, well, I'm very happy about him. He, it, he, yeah. It's it, amazing. The move you can make in one and done too. I was 40th in our league and now I'm 10th based on the last three weeks. I picked two winners. It's amazing. What a win. What a couple of winners. I can't, I don't think I can make much of a move more up there, but I tell you what, that, that game's fun. Cause you make a couple, a uh, couple winners late. You can really make a move. We often say in our season long league, it's a stars and scrubs league. You know, you, if you don't win, it, it you know, need you really need winners. I have two winners in that league, but I also have the fewest caches. Period. So this year has illustrated the importance of depth. I'm the uh, only one in that league without a win. I thought there was someone else too, but I thought I, I thought I was. I looked at. It, I thought I was the only one with a zero, but I have a I have a ton of caches, but I just none of my guys. Uh, I got a lot of uh, a lot of Saturday heroes on my team. Yeah, I've got the first winner and the last non-playoff winner uh, and in between a whole lot of junk. But uh, I have nine top fives, though. It's weird. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of good early high high finishes. I just don't have anything un- to support it there. So 
the other big thing is there's rumors now coming out that um, Jeff's guy, Mark Leishman, and Cam Smith are going to join the Live Tour as soon as the FedEx Cup playoffs are over. Um, and I'd heard the rumors on Cam Smith before. I have to say I'm crestfallen that he's if, if it's true uh, because he's a major winner. Um, and, and, you know, money should not have been an issue for him. Uh, Scott, you go ahead. You pose the question. Why don't you go ahead and pose the question to Jeff, which you posed off air before we started? Yeah. So we were, we were just chatting off air and I was, I asked Jeff Ritter, I was your thoughts on, do you think it's an issue that they do you have a problem with them waiting till after the FedEx kept to leave? Are you the mindset? Like if you're going to leave, you got to go now. I know there's some talk on Twitter kind of both ways about that. Do you think they have some sort of obligation if they're going to go to go now, or are you okay with them kind of trying to cash in first before they cash in again? Yeah, that's, tr- that's such a tricky one. I, it is. Part of, part of me thinks, well, they earned their spot, you know, all year long on the PGA Tour, and this is the end of their time on the PGA Tour, so go for it. But then uh, also the mindset, if, you, if they've signed, which it sounds like from the reports, I don't, I don't think SI has been able to independently confirm this, but we're, we're kind of reporting the reports from Golf Week. And um, I believe it was a friend of his – Cameron Piercy. It was, it was Cam, Cam Piercy finished top 10 last week. And then it was like, yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark so this, Cam is not, right here. this is not what you would call confirmed. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I would put it in the, it's a report. Um, but if you've, if you actually put pen to paper to join this league, I sort of feel like you should probably just step aside at that point. And it's, it's going to become a distraction anyway. I mean, Cam Smith is scheduled for a press conference this afternoon in Memphis. So I don't know if that's still on or if he's going to get, you know, the, a giant hook just comes out and <laughs> the chair when it's, but I, I think if you sign, I think the right thing to do is go. Uh, but if, it, if it's just a rumor, if you intend to sign or, you know, if it's not done, then, then play, you're in your spot. So, but, but come out. I mean, Smith has an opportunity. If it's not official, he's got an opportunity in front of the microphone in front of the press this afternoon to say so. So a yeah. um, lot of, a lot of interesting live things happening right now in golf. Obviously the court decision, uh, the injunction that was filed by the three players, Gooch, Swaff, uh, Swafford, and um, uh, blanking uh, Jones, that's going to come down today, too, if they're allowed into this field or if they're just going to be kind of hanging outside the gates and go play their own game for a couple million dollars. <laughs> so I don't know, but that, that's also on the cusp of happening. So huge, huge afternoon still to come with, with the tour and live golf. Did you guys see the Joel Damon tweet yesterday? I did not. So he had a, a box of pizza and it kind of didn't look very good. He's like, oh, I tried out a new pizza place this week. Wasn't very good. Should I sue the old place for, uh, for this? And it was, I was laughing. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just kind of feel like you saw the drama of people trying to get in last week to the playoffs and try to keep their tour card. You saw, uh, the guy who missed the birdie putt on 18. He was crestfallen afterward. Justin you know, Lauer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And CBS showed a bunch of his shots during the tournament too. Uh, they're right on it. I mean, I'm not in credit to CBS. I thought they did a good job of covering that chase. Uh, I didn't think the, the Friday cut line coverage was nearly as good on golf channel. So I was happy to see that, but you know, it's just like, that has to have meaning. Um, and it just, it seems like it would be really cheesy. And I, I feel like it's really cheesy for these guys to, you know, just call, you know, not the, 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 not, not just the guys that are suing to get back in, but also if Cam Smith and Leishman are leaving, I think it's really cheesy for them to go through that there because it, it's something you earn. It's, you know, it's a big opportunity. You've got your money bag over here. You know, just go take it. I don't know. I'm just, I, I hope it's really not true. I am, but I feel like Cameron Piercy is a, a better source than say golf nuts, 2021 on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, 
I, you know, and some of the stuff we've seen earlier there where some unnamed source on Twitter, this, this is like, you know, you'd think, I don't know why Pierce he's telling it unless he's ticked off at they, that they're doing it. But, you know, it's interesting to hear him like they told him in confidence and he went and told everyone too, which is also another interesting angle about this whole thing. And the wild thing is like with Leishman, it's kind of who cares, but Cam Smith's second in the FedEx yes. playoffs right now. So like yes. he's a lot, he's a lock for the tour championship, unless he like, I mean, he'd have to really get past, but it's not going to happen. Like he's a lock for that top 30 and that's $15 million. So it's uh, I don't know. It's a wild, it's, it's a tough, it's a really tough, tough one. He's second. It's, it's crazy. It puts, Major, it puts the open in a different light, for, you know, too, because yeah. there, there was a moment there where it was like, it looked like it might break where it's DJ versus Rory. You kind of had like, you know, Liv versus, you know, their right. leading advocate for the tour. And then Cam Smith takes it. And, and but then he got asked that question point blank in the press conference afterwards. I don't know if you guys were watching that, but, uh, you know, it's, it's the winner's press conference. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and someone asked him, hey, you know, what's this about Liv? Are you are you in? Are you out? Basically. And, and Smith kind of came back to the report about how dare, almost like, how could you ask a question like that right now? But the, right. the classic non-denial denial. And I mean, those winners press conferences, the room is packed. Every camera in the place is crammed in there. There's a lot of people around. I mean, it's a pretty, if a reporter comes out with that question, he's got, he's got info that he thinks he's right. You know what I mean? So like, right. And Smith, it was the classic non-denial denial. So, I mean, right then I sort of felt like, wow, he's gone. And I, I didn't see it coming. I didn't think about it all week, all through that Sunday showdown with Rory. I didn't think we were looking at the next live defector, you know, in that moment until until afterwards. So, but it certainly looks like um, if the reports are right, and in this case, every time there's been smoke, there's been fire. You know, it's not to say that it, it may be different this time, but so Except far, for Colin Morikawa, there was not. There was just cereal. Yeah, and milk. that's true. I he put he put he put, he put he put water on that fire pretty fast, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, but you know, Camp Smith could have done that in the last yeah. you know month, and he has not. So I wonder, uh, I wonder how much uh, Cam Smith's uh, bag uh, went up with the with the with the with the British Open win. I would think if he did, if he hadn't signed before they open, yeah. he he probably made himself quite a bit of money there. Had to be, yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, let's look at. What we the golfers that are playing this week at the uh, St. Jude Classic, uh, you know, great, great course, great, you know, long-standing tournament. Um, it, you know, want to see it do well. I don't want to see it overshadowed by Liv, even though we're part of the problem. We're overshadowing it right now by all this talk. But the playoffs are starting, and uh, this is a, obviously it's going to be a great field in the next three weeks. Lots to look forward to. Let's jump right into it. We've got seven guys, seven golfers that have $10,000 or more salaries attached to them in DK, starting with Rory at 11000 Scotty Scheffler at ten eight, Xander Shoffley at ten six, Cam Smith at ten five, Patrick Cantlay at ten three, Justin Thomas at ten two, and John Rahm at 10000 When we started this season, would you have guessed John Rahm would be the seventh highest priced golfer? Uh, I wouldn't. Um, what do we think here, guys? Uh, let's start with Jeff. I mean, I think Rory's uh, deserves to be the favorite. I mean, he doesn't have a win at this event, but um, shorter golf course where a bigger hitter tends to do well. Uh, Dustin Johnson's won it twice, uh, not in the field this week. Daniel Berger's won it twice. Uh, he's out with an injury, if I'm not mistaken. I was surprised. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, Brooks Kepka's won here before. So a guy who can hit it long and straight tends to do well, even though it's not that long of a golf course. Um, I like Rory as the favorite a lot. I think uh, off the tier for DFS games, I, I mean, I think Cam Smith has to be a fade now, given you know everything that's going on. I, I, 
I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably just look elsewhere. There's so many, this, this tier is the, basically your cream of the crop for the entire season. And so Rory deserves to me to be the favorite, but I kind of like can't lay off this tier. And I, I've steered away from him a lot throughout the years. I've, but his price has come down, you know, near the end. He hasn't won anywhere uh, this season. I don't believe at least not a stroke play event, but he's got six straight top 15s. Uh, he is the defending FedEx cup champion. And uh, I don't know, he'll be comfortable, you know, in, in this environment. And so I think off this tier, he's my favorite, but you could make a case really for every guy. And I might, and Camp Smith, you know, based on the news that's coming out today, it, it becomes a fade for me in, off this tier, but really the only guy that I would outright fade. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, like you said, it's a tier that you can make a case for anybody. Uh, my top two guys, I mean, you got to go, you got to look at Rory. His, his run right now is unreal. The last eight tournaments, he has six top tens, eight top 20. So that's every single tournament in the top 20. You look at the last 24 rounds, he's second in the field in TD Green, second in ball striking, fourth in approach. This is a very, very heavy shot in approach course over its history. Like you, their second shot in is pretty much the key to winning this tournament. And my second guy, I do like Cantlay a lot. Uh, my second guy here is, is Xander. I mean, just he had the back-to-back wins in the top 15 at the Open Championship. Last seven events, all of them in the top 20. So similar to Rory, just on the leaderboard every single week, three top 10s. He's in the top five in tee to green, ball striking, and approach the last 24 rounds. Just playing amazing golf right now. It's hard to eliminate guys in this tier. When we get to the betting angle, I'm going to play it a little bit differently just based on how the odds come out. But uh, DFS-wise, uh, Rory and Xander be the top two guys off this tier. I think I think you can go stars and scrubs this week. There's a lot of guys in the sevens and sixes that I like. But there, you, there's so much balance, too. It's, it's almost a major field. There's a lot of guys in the eight to nines. If you want to kind of stack those guys, I think there's two different ways to build this week, uh, which has been a little different in the last few weeks. I was just going to say it's necessarily a, sta- uh, you know, a, a good field because it's the top 125 golfers. Yeah. So. You're gonna find good golfers in the six thousand. Someone has to be down there, and they're all they're all pretty good golfers. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's a few guys maybe are limping down the stretch here and there, but there's a lot of guys that played their way in too. And so, yeah, I, I think it, it. I was just gonna say, strategy wise, it's not a bad thing to get go pay up this week. Uh, and you you could go a lot of different routes, but I think paying up is definitely a possibility. Let's look at the nine thousand dollar tier. Fitzpatrick's at ninety eight. Tony Finau, 97. Will Z at 95. Just fired his caddy. Cam Young's at 93. Jordan Spieth, 91. And Victor Hovland's at 9,000. Uh, that's about as low as I've seen Hovland in a long time. Uh, Scott, what do you think about this tier? Yeah, I mean, that kind of proves the point as you read these names. that You can really kind of go – you could drop drop off the tens and really build a balanced approach. Um, my two guys here, uh, first has got to be Tony Finau. I know he's off the back-to-back wins, uh, so I probably wouldn't bet him. But DFS-wise – you look at his stats, and usually we're like, oh, this guy's top five in all the ball striking metrics impressive. But he's top five in tee to green ball striking off the tee and approach, but also short game and around the green. Like playing incredibly well in all facets right now. He's gained hugely tee to green and approach his last three tracked events. Just playing amazing golf right now. Um, it's been fun to watch him win. He's such a good dude. It's been, it's been great. But 9,700, under 10,000, I'm all about that. And then I got to go back to Will Z. He's been a little struggling lately. He's uh, has not been in the top 20 his last uh, four events. But before that, he was really good. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a course that's set up perfectly for him. He's a shot in approach guy. Um, he was T8 here last year when they played this, uh, this, this tournament. He has seven top 10s this year. He's only missed the cut twice. Um, you know, it's hard to predict wins for him because he hasn't quite got it done, but he's seventh in ball striking the last 24 rounds. I think at 9,500, he's a really good DraftKings play this week. I like it. Um, I think I, you also have to start with Finau just because, like you said, Scott, the approach shots are probably your top stat to look at this week. Strokes, yep. strokes gains approach, and Finau's just absolutely 
you know, on his run is just destroying that stat. And so you think he's walking in a golf course that plays to, you know, the hottest part of his game right now. So at that price, really, I mean, how many guys would be priced under 9,000 after winning two, you know, back-to-back weeks? Like, I just, I don't know. I think, I think he's still a value even at, at where he is. So at 9,700, I think, I think he belongs in the 10,000 tier, I guess is what I'm saying. And then the other guy I like that you didn't mention, I think Matt Fitzpatrick, um, you know, approaches is also one of the strengths of his game. He's had his best year ever. Uh, sometimes this, the tour championship, you know, this, the FedEx finals, it feels like a coronation of, you know, best in show. Um, I think Fitzpatrick is a good fit for this golf course. This is uh this is another kind of shot makers course, as opposed to, even though we talked about the, how a power player, uh, the profile fits well, the reality is it's an approach course and around the green course. And so, to me, that's Fitzpatrick uh, music playing as well. So he'd be a play for me off this tier. Let me ask you guys uh, about Will Z firing his caddy. How often does it happen in the middle of a tournament like that? And what do you, is there any sort of read? Is that, is that any sort of reaction? Is that a good thing, bad thing, you know, neutral thing? What, what's your reaction, Jeff? You've covered this game uh, mid, a long time. Mid-tournament, probably a reaction to something, probably not a good thing. You know, I don't know what's, I don't know the circumstances behind this one, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making an uh, employment, a staffing decision in the middle of an event like that, you must have. Uh, you must have reason there, but to me, it feels like a distraction. It feels like something has gone wrong that, you know, uh, something unexpected has happened that could be a distraction. So uh, Zalator certainly had a great year. Uh, this course fits his profile too of ball striking. And, you know, we've been saying all year, all he has to do is putt decent, you know, to be, you know, a serious contender, but I might stay away this week. I don't know what's going on with him. And, um, I don't know. I think I think it's such a it's such a huge field. There's so many guys playing well with no questions around them at all that uh, I might just I might just find. What uh, what, what day did he fire his caddy? After the Friday round. All right. Well, he shot 66, 68 on the weekend. So uh, yeah, I don't know yeah, if I'm too yeah. worried about it. And uh, whoever's reading his putts, uh, I'm not too worried about uh, missing losing that guy either. So maybe it works out. Yeah. <laughs> he, there is a comment that hey, we're still really good friends, but our, our professional relationship was building like this for a while, and it was souring my personal relationship with him. And I don't know. It was a. It, it, I don't know. He was trying to have it both ways. It felt like to me. But anyways, he did. He went. 67 i think on friday also though and then he was uh he was 66 66 68 i think the last three rounds yeah and he just had that bad first round the 71 on thursday but uh so maybe he'd kind of decided before that round and then then he made the cut it's like okay well i need to reach out and find a replacement so i'll do it after the round or something like that but anyways uh i thought that was very interesting you don't see that too often uh eight thousand dollar tier let's hit these up uh Colin Morikawa at 8,700. That, you know, <laughs> have not seen that in a while. Sam Burns at 86. Sung J.M. came close last week and, and then, but still finished second, 85. Hideki, 84. Shane Lowry, 83. Billy Horschel, 82. Joaquin Neiman, 81. And Tom Kim at 8,000. We love Tom Kim. All right, Jeff Ritter, your turn first. I mean, fine. Well, we got to ride the wave with Tom Kim, right? He's probably going to be played a lot at that price, but it's not so much that he won, but the way that he won, he just seems so unflappable. Uh, the price is right. So, so go for it. But there's a lot of guys in this tier that have had great seasons that it's, it's strange to see them in the eight thousands. I think Sung Jay still, you know, back to back tied for seconds uh, in his last two events is tempting at that price at 85. 
And uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Scott will say about Morikawa, who's I know is usually like an auto bet for him when he reaches a certain level, but he really hasn't had a great year, but that's a, that, that price is, it, it feels strange to see him price so low. So I will, I will leave that to Scott, but I would go Tom Kim and Sungjae uh, with, with Morikawa as my big question mark. So I am, I love Tom Kim. I am not playing him this week. Uh, he gained 12 and a half shots putting last week, which is an absurd number. Uh, the next highest on the course was 9.3. I just think that he rode the wave last week. He got a win. I, I love the guy, but I'm not, uh, I'm not going back to back on him after that. He's had a really good run. Uh, I like other guys in this range a little more. First is Shane Lowry, a guy that we've played a lot this year. He's down to 8,300. Did not play well at Wyndham, but you look a little deeper, and he actually gained 4.3 on approach. He lost seven and a half shots on the green, which he usually doesn't Ooh. do. Um, so one of those weeks where he just didn't make anything. And I usually like really good players coming back. Like, you know, guys that aren't known for being terrible putters coming back off a terrible putting week. So give me him at 8,300. And then uh, I feel like this week is a little bit of a challenge week, uh, both betting and in DK. Like, they're challenging me to not play Colin Morkow, so I'm going to do it. Uh, 8,700 is the lowest he's been since the 2020 PGA Championship and uh, last I checked, he won that event. So uh, give me give me this all day. I know the last four have been tough. Three missed cuts, but he was fifth at the U.S. Open. This is a really, really good course for him. He's a shot gain approach guy normally. Um, I'm hoping he's figured stuff out. I think it's one of those things that I'm just going to play a – who I think is still a really great player at 8,700. Uh, it might bite me, but uh, I'm going to give him 8,700 the lowest he's been in two years. I'm going to go ahead and play it and think this course sets up really well for him. All right. Very good. Uh, before we move on to the $7,000 tier, quick note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. As always, every podcast is on the Blue Wire Network, so we are thankful for their uh, to play their sponsors. All right, seventy top half of the seven thousands. Uh, Max Homa at seventy nine hundred. Q Scott right now. <laughs> Russell Henley and, and Tyrrell Hatton is at seventy eight. At seventy seven, we got Aaron Wise and Davis Riley, Corey Connors, Seamus Power, Taylor Pendrith at seventy six. At seventy five, Adam Scott, Keegan Bradley, Mito Pereira, and Christian Besweetenhut. All at 7,500. Scott, of the top half of the 7,000s, who's your play? You guys are going to be mad at me. It's not Max Homa this week. Oh, my uh, gosh. Just uh, has awesome. The last three events have just been, kind of been okay. There's a couple guys I like in this range more. I think he's playable to price, but I love Corey Connors this week. We talked about him last week. Uh, he played well last week. He gained 8.4 T to green, 4.5 on approach, just putted badly, which is kind of the Corey Connors thing. But mm-hmm. this course sets up great for him as a shot gain approach guy. Um, he's gained large in, uh, in approach last three tracked events. He's 2,000 less than he was last week. We played him last week at 9,600. I get the field is completely different but 7600 i'm gonna go back to connor's week think he makes the cut uh, i think he's gonna be on the leaderboard on sunday i really like him at the price 7600 and then i'm gonna go to a guy who's just playing great golf right now we talk about shot gains approach as being key here the number one guy in the entire field the last 24 rounds is actually russell henley at 7800 he has back-to-back top tens at Wyndham and Rocket Mortgage. Gained insanely well at both of them on approach. Seven point eight at Wyndham, five point two at Rocket. Gained nine point seven T Green, eleven strokes at Rocket T to Green. Didn't putt great at either event. Like he probably would have won either event if he putted, you know, even even a little bit better than average. He would have a chance to win both those events. Um, I just like him at the price under eight thousand, hitting the ball so well right now. I'm going to ride the recent form and go with uh, go with Russell Henley here. Sixty-six on Sunday at the Wyndham too. I like that. I like the little. Pitch the yep. tailwind on your way Agreed. out of town. So I, I I had Henley flagged as my top choice off the top of the 7,000s. for all well, the That's a double or asterisk then. All right. I like it. Double. I also uh, I would, I would be on uh, Terrell Hatton here also at the price. Um, he hasn't had the best year, but coming around, is top 10 at the Wyndham, uh, 11th at the Open, and a little 64 at the Wyndham on Sunday. It blows right. out of town into, <laughs> into the are next you, one. So. Are you guys riding the Taylor Pendrith hot streak? Taylor Pendrith is yet another one on my list from the upper 7,000s. Scott, uh, four straight top 15 since returning from in- injury. Uh, 13th last week. So I think that's a good price. But I, I think Henley is my favorite pick off this range. But the other two guys would be Hatton and Pendrith. So um, I, I think Henley is a, like, it's just where data and recent form converge like that you just can't ignore it and the price I'll my hesitation with pendrith is almost all of his events uh, that he's done so well and have been pretty weak fields two alternate field events 
Rocket Mortgage, and then last week, of course, was a real, real, uh, was a little bit more of a step up in uh, class in terms of the field. But you know, and, and not to take anything away from him, he's played well. But I kind of think it's a little different this week. Is my, it's just, is my gut feel. So I probably won't be playing him. I take, I take Corey Connors every time at the same price this week. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I view of it. There, view it there too. Canadian showdown there. Um, see if you can try to work that into some sort of like. You know, so, so head to head uh, on one of the various services, if you can do that. Let's move into the lower half of the 7,000. 7,400, Harold, Var- Harold Varner, Chris Kirk, Keith Mitchell, Sahith Tagala at 7,300, Webb Simpson, Siwoo Kim. It's the Withdrawal Brothers. Nice. Adam Hadwin, JT Poston at 72, Maverick McNeely, Justin Rose, Alex Noren, Cam Davis, Brian Harmon. At 71, we've got Cameron Tringali, Sebastian Munoz, Scott Stallings, Denny McCarthy, and Shez Rivi. At 7,000, we got Jason Day, Brendan Steele, Emiliano Grio, Gary Woodland, and Adam Long. Another withdrawal guy. Um, so I'm not bitter at all about that. I had a perfect six for six, and you know, didn't, then I didn't. So good times. Um, all right, Jeff, you get to go first. Lower half of the 7,000s. Who do you like? It's not my favorite range this week. Yeah, uh, I'm moderately interested in Cam Davis at that price. Um, I feel like we should call out Webb Simpson. Uh, we gave him way too much airtime last week, and then he goes and WDs at 35 holes at the event where he named his daughter for the event. And he's and we he warned you on that. We did. And we said we, we said we weren't playing him too. I, I actually that was a good, that was a good fade right there. Yeah. 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 So, but I'm not using them in our season long league, by the way, this week, guys, I have seven golfers. So I just, I'm sick of them. You you know, humble brag. This will, this will, no, it's not. I'm 13th place. (laughs) There is no brag. It's, it's, uh, it is humble, bad more like look how many playoff golfers I have. Um, How how could I be in 13th with this juggernaut? Scott, you, all, you like all you want to do is not finish last because that that stays on the spreadsheet forever that gets passed around. They do first, second, third, and then last. Everything in between is just completely lost in history in this in this league that we play. Which is the it's just first. It's just first. Nobody world. remembers anything else. Well, at least it's documented. The other finishes. Otherwise, my name would only be on there for a couple last place finishes when I picked yeah. Tiger when I shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> I actually really like this tier. I like I like Cam Davis a lot, who uh, who Jeff mentioned. Yeah. I think you look at the last uh, last three events, just playing great golf right now. He's been in the top twenty in all three of those events. Um, you know, he's gained largely in tee to green the last three, really nicely in approach. So hitting the ball well. You know, we're way down in the price range, but he's he's top the top twenty in ball striking and approach the last time around. So playing really well. And I'm going to go back to Scott Stallings again. We talked about him last week. It's kind of like this guy is really a great play. Finished 13th. So he he worked out. He stayed hot. That's uh, that's four straight top 15s for Stallings. Last 24 rounds, he's 10th in approach, so hitting the ball really well. And then finally in this range, another guy I like, I like Brennan Steele again. He's playing really well. Gained really well last week in the ball striking metric. 6.17 green, 4.5 in approach. Just putted terribly. You know, he finished thirtieth. Otherwise, he would have been way up there. But you look at uh, you look at the last five. He's got one the one missed cut at three M Open, but uh, two top tens, four top thirties. At seven thousand, he finishes top thirty. That's a really good uh, decision. And you look at the last twenty four rounds stat wise, he's top eight in the field in tee to green, ball striking off the tee, and approach. All four ball striking metrics, he's top ten in all of those. Actually, top eight, seventh is worst. Um, Brendan Steele's hitting the ball really, really well and underpriced this week at seven thousand. All right, uh, Scott, you get the honors for the $6,000 tier. It might actually merit more attention than we usually give it. 
you know, if you want to build at the top, you have to find someone at the bottom. Is who do you like at the bottom? Uh, I mean, first one is a guy that I liked last week. We talked about him as a top ten. He actually came through for us as Taylor Moore. Another great week. He finished uh, finished fifth last week and uh, and, sh- and hit the ball really well. Eight point seven tee to green. That's back to back top sixes for Taylor Moore. Someone we liked early in the preseason. He kind of struggled in the middle. He's really finding his form right now. And his price went down. I think he was like seventy three hundred last week. Went down to sixty eight hundred with the better field. But give yeah. me a top five and give me sixty eight hundred there. And then also um, a guy who's had back-to-back, um, going, you know, your recent form down here, back-to-back top 15s is Steven Yeager. Hit it great at the Wyndham. Uh, gained five tier green, 5.4 in approach. He was fifth at Rocket. Similarly gained in the, in the two key metrics uh, really, really well. Um, so playing good golf right now. I like Yeager and more to make the cut. And kind of all that's all you want under the 7,000 price range this week. Good picks. I like the Yeager pick especially. Um, I'd still flag Brandon Wu. Uh, is he still on your team, Erickson? Yeah, he's still missing five foot putts on Sunday. Uh, he missed like five of them on yeah. Sunday's round. He could have had a, a really nice finish. He did still did well, but like yeah. he hits this great approach out of the rough on 18 and misses the putt. And that was just so emblematic of his round that day, I thought. Yeah. So you don't want to talk about guys who strike the ball well and didn't putt that that seems strikes me as he strikes me as one of them there. I think he's a guy. I mean, okay, we talked about how we like to ride the tailwind of somebody flying out on Sunday. This is the opposite, but I think it's a rising young player who's learning how to see his name on the leaderboard a little bit. Yep. There's something to be said for that too. And he did play his way into contention. So at this price, all he has to do is make a cut and you're, you're making money. on it. Oh, so. I agree. And I'm using Wu and Jaeger over Webb, Webb Simpson this week. Yeah. I like uh, that. So, uh, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. I think, I think Johnny Vegas is sort of interesting. He made the cut at the rocket, made the cut at the Scottish He's streaky, but um, you know, in elite fields, he's flashed before he could, he, I could see him possibly hanging. And then I left a question mark by Russell Knox, who I think got picked up in our league and I, I haven't done the research to see why, but that's a pretty good price on Russell Knox. I think, <laughs> but the, I think blue is my favorite off the 6,000 tier. All uh, right. I don't have an answer for Russell Knox, but at 65, if I can come up with one, that's a good price. Somebody in our league liked him. I don't remember who it was. And I'll throw out Kurt Kitayama at 6,400 oh. again. Total wild card. You know, he can, he, he, he's had good finishes and misses the cuts. Uh, you know, he's all over the place, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's like, Oh, I, I, I'll see his name on Thursday or Friday on the leaderboard. And I won't be surprised. I almost, he's like one of those like first round bet type of guys. He, uh, he hit it well at rocket too. He gained six shots, uh, T to green. So he's, he's hitting it well, just didn't putt great, but finished 20th. And I like that pick too. Yeah. So that, that's one, if you really need to go cheap, He's an he's a possibility there. Let's shuffle on over to the SI Sportsbook. Take a look at some of the uh, betting odds here for this tournament. Jeff, as always, this is your home field. We'll start with you. Well, it's hard to go. I don't really see a Cinderella winning this week. It's just such a loaded field. There's so many guys playing well. Um, per usual, I, I kind of chop off the top part of the board, and I like to just start at 20, 20 to 1 odds or greater. I mean, I think Finau, 22 to 1, he's done, he's won twice. I don't know. Maybe it could happen again if he keeps playing like the way he has. So 22 to 1, I'm interested. I'm interested in Fitzpatrick at 20 to 1. Uh, Tom Kim is still hanging out at 35 to 1. I know it, you know, he's riding the wave also of of almost impossible. <laughs> the stats say it's almost impossible, but at 35 to 1. Uh, I'm interested. And then Scott, you've talked me back into Colin Morikawa, who's <laughs> I remember is always an auto bet for you when he's over 25 to one. Now he's 33 to one. So it's fun. I, fun to root for Colin Morikawa. So I could get in on that. And then Russell Henley, 55 to one, but that's it. I, I don't see, 
you know, you could play around maybe with betting on the top fives or top tens, but I don't think this is really a week for um, Cinderella. I, th- I think it feels too deep, too many guys playing well. So I, I think you got to stay in those guys that, um, that are hot. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm going to have three guys, nobody under 20 to one, but three guys under 35 to one. Uh, this is a challenge week for me. You're telling me that John Rom is the seventh highest odds this week. I'm just going to blindly take that. It's just one of those things. You gave me John Rom at 20 to one. If I don't take that in the end of the week on Sunday, he's in there and you know, competing on competing in the back nine. I'll be so pissed at myself. So I'm going 21 John Rom. <laughs> I just give me John Rom at 20 to one. I'll give that, take that any tournament, no matter how he's playing every day and call it a day. I mean, R- Rory's under 10 to one. I love him this week, but I'm not going to take him at nine to one or whatever it is. Uh, and then, Morikawa is the 15th highest. Uh, you mentioned auto bet over 30 to 1. He's 33 to 1. I'm going to take that. I'm also going to take Shane Lowry. I like him coming off the bad putting week at 33 to 1. Then drop down a couple uh, couple kind of longer shots. I like Corey Connors at 60 to 1 and Russell Henley at 55 to 1. And then a couple of top 10 bets. I like Brendan Steele at uh, 11 to 1 to make the top 10 and Taylor Moore at 12 to 1 to make the top 10. Hopefully he can, he can cash force again. Um, we, we had him at the top 10 last week, which is really nice. Yeah, for I wanted to comment on Rory's odds at SI Sportsbook. It's ten to one, and it's such a great field. See that low of odds is kind of striking to me. Uh, he's he's earned it, but there's just no way in this field I can bet him at ten to one. Yeah, exactly. I just thought I thought that was uh, all right. Uh, just in, pretty interesting. Let's talk one and done. A lot of this the discussion now is who do you have left? Uh, I know for me that was real a real challenge and. You know, hard to believe it's such a great job I'm doing in that turn in that league, but uh, but yeah, I think I do have Tony Finau available. I'm gonna go ahead and use him, not overthink it, because my next best available golfer I think is Victor Hovland or something like that. Or I have Fitzpatrick available too, or Lowry, so I have some options, but I'm gonna go Finau with this one here. Uh, Jeff, what say you? I, I've got Finau available. I somehow, and this tells you all you need to know about my one and done performance series this year, I have Camp Smith available. And so I'm, I'm wondering, do it, do it before he leaves. I'm going to take him because I don't know if this is the last one and I'm going to put Finau as my alternate in case uh, something weird happens these next few days. And and, uh, he's not there on the first tee, but Cam Smith is my pick today with uh, Finau as the alternate. So not only is who you have left, but you have to think a little bit in this. You want to make sure that you have a guy or two that make the the finals. You got to make sure you want to have a couple guys at the top. I've used almost everybody that's, elite um kind of by strategy and i, I usually do that but i'm saving sung jay because he's like he's 10th or something right now so pretty mm-hmm. likely to make it and i'm saving i have neiman and horschel there but i'm gonna save those guys because i want three guys that might make the last two weeks so i'm gonna drop down i was between russell henley and cam davis i think i'm talking myself into russell henley so i'm gonna go a little bit uh long shoddy this week and save a couple guys i don't want to run out of everybody so i'm gonna do that and i just love how henley's playing right now so i'm gonna go russell henley kind of off the board for my one and done this week i like i like the strategy there uh i think that's smart now, of course, I'd use Sungjae in the week that he got he missed a cut because he never misses cuts and he right. missed a cut. You know, I, yeah. it's, I've got that superpower there. So sorry, Finau backers. Uh, I'm on Finau this week. So there you go. Uh, we, we reserved a little space at the end here for Jeff. You've got a fancy football minute. Go. I was just I was just about to I'm in the middle of a draft. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a slow moving email draft. Uh, my current two players are Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams, and so the decision is uh, take a running back, uh, maybe an ATN or uh, um, Ezekiel Elliott will be on the board, or do I trade Devonte Adams for Joe Mixon, which is offered to me, 
and take a wide receiver. So I could have Mixon and Jefferson. And well, then who's go. the wide receiver? Yeah, who's the wide it'd receiver? Be, it'd be uh, Tyreek Hill is out there uh, still. So we're in like the third round, with, with, like which is, you know. Tyreek Hill goes end of the second, beginning of the third. So he goes a little higher than the two backs that you're discussing there. Yeah, I think. Mike I mean, Adams and Mixon and Adams are pretty interchangeable, too, in terms of draft value, at least in terms of ADP about, you know, how you want to build your team is always a different answer. Uh, I could get on. I could get behind the trade there. Scott, what do you think? Uh, it's a keeper league, so you have to keep him for two years. Yeah. I'm going to go Adams and ATN and uh, and just uh, stick with the receivers and draft ATN. Okay. I, I really like him, especially because you can keep him next year. That's actually a good point. It's PPR, right? Young, yeah, half point. And young running backs are gold. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get one, and it's a uh, those are those are high commodity. Yeah, but, I'm uh, a, I'm a touch worried about uh, about Tyreek and the, how much the, you know how much volume he gets. So I think I go. I think I go Adams and ATN. All right, there you have it. Any other parting golf thoughts, guys? <laughs> well, it's like a, this is like Law and Order Day, so we'll we'll see. It's a very this is a, almost an awkward time to do the podcast because things just might like last time, yeah. I know it might look very different in about three hours, but um, you know we'll we'll see where this goes. That it's uh, it's strange that Liv has just really overshadowed um, the tour event this week and what's going on with Camp Smith. I think we're all we're all eager to see what happens there. I luckily don't have to deal with the the news cycle of it like Jeff does. So I'm actually going to enjoy this. I love the playoffs. I love the I love the cut. I love when they get to the top 70. They've got guys that, you know, are moving up and down. So I'm going to enjoy these last three weeks of golf. I don't know what the PGA is going to look like uh, starting next season. So I'm really going to try and enjoy these last three weeks. And uh, yeah. I, I, lo- I love the sport. I love a lot of the players. And I'm hoping it doesn't get too much upheaval. But I can see a lot of guys leave after the FedEx. So I'm going to enjoy these last three weeks and kind of, you know, figure out uh, how to feel about it after that. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how we're going to do a uh, live league next year. No, we're not. Uh, but uh, we may. So we'll find out. Um, everybody, thanks for listening to Gaming Golf. Uh, we'll cover uh, through the playoffs. So you'll see our mugs again next week as well. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck in your uh, lineups this week. Take care. <laughs>